0: Salutations, and welcome to episode 32 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And holy shit, uh, what a week. So we have uh, secret op-eds. We have uh, Barack Obama finally uh, coming out swinging. Um, We got some wonderful Alex Jones news, uh, some horrible news about the new Supreme Court nominee, and uh, betting odds that one was interesting they um i mean for
1: one thing i thought it was funny that uh the trump administration can't even narrow down who wrote the op-ed to like a hundred people so let's imagine you're in a corporation of about a hundred people and someone you find out has called you just like a completely unfit brain dead moron and you're like okay who said it and you can't even narrow it down to a hundred people uh-oh but we do have people taking bets on who they think it is so that's funny. So what
0: we're, what we're referring to is in the New York Times, and we're gonna read this in a little bit. Um, but we'll somebody, get to
1: this later. This is just an yeah. upfront tease.
0: Somebody, yeah, somebody wrote an anonymous op-ed piece slamming Trump, and they can't figure out who it is. Right, but as interesting as that is, we have a crazy guy wearing a donkey head to talk about first. So in in news recently, uh, you know, Alex Jones has been uh, he was he was he used to talk about a shadow ban about how there's some kind of deep state conspiracy to, to ban him via the algorithm. Well, now a they just banned of, him, huh? A lot of conservatives like to talk about that shadow
1: ban, by the way. Like um, other, cons- well, quote unquote, conservative uh, speakers. They call themselves conservative, but they're not conservative, right? They're all, let's face it, they're all reactionaries. They are people who react to what the left does negatively, and they're all pro-Trump because Trump drives the left crazy that's who they are actual well, conservative values would be completely alien to well, it's them. the same no way that 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 is.
0: it's the same way they're they're doing the uh the bender thing from uh, futurama when they're attacking like they're attacking google and like facebook i think it was uh, don jr's like yeah you know what we're gonna go start our own conservative facebook with blackjack and hookers
1: in fact forget the blackjack <laughs> in fact i'm gonna go to jail because i'm donald um, trump jr so, okay yeah, so
0: alex Alex Jones has finally been completely banned from, like, Twitter. He's banned from YouTube. This ain't no shadow
1: ban. Oh, I I didn't get (laughs) sidetracked on that. I was going to say a lot of conservative people, um, fake conservative people, complain about shadow ban. But really, it's just that a lot of people look away from them because these people are fucking nuts. A, and B, a lot of the times nothing at all is happening. They're just saying it to scare the few people that do follow them into continuing to follow them. It's like, well, this person's saying that people can't see them. Oh, that's why they're not very popular. Not because they're crazy. I better stick around and watch. This is serious. But they're lying, right? This is bad
0: faith posting. They're just straight up lying. Here's the thing. It's the same reason why All these conservative protests haven't done anything. So you know how they oh, i tell you what, we're going to boycott Star Wars because they put a woman in it. We're going to boycott boycott, Disney. We're going to boycott the Avengers. Um, So right now, like, the Avengers is one of the highest-grossing movies of all time. Star Wars is making a ton of money. Consistently, yep. Yeah, I don't know if they know what boycott means.
1: Yeah, they have to actually be the the demographic to boycott it, and... um Star Wars and Marvel are both more sci-fi-ish. So that means smart-ish. So that means uh, they're probably not the, the people that are going to see these things. I yeah. mean, because so Trump supporters never been accused of being a bookworm.
0: Well, like, uh, um, so Alex Jones is completely banned. And so they put up, um, the AV Club put up this video, goes, let's check in to see how he's doing. Uh, and it's him in a donkey mask doing this weird affected demon voice talking about how it's a demonic conspiracy to uh to come for him and how they're going to burn the u.s cities and anyway he's i think Uh, he's losing uh, his his mind because he he lost his platform and he's not going to have any money yeah because he's he was temp
1: banned from facebook first of all and then later he was permanently banned from uh youtube and a bunch of other things all at once and then just recently yesterday a few days ago he was banned from twitter permanently he has nowhere to go besides his own website Honestly, and we, we discussed all this before you know um, freedom of speech is not freedom of distribution you can't just yeah he has no right to what private businesses do well here's the thing the government shall not enact any laws prohibiting your speech does not mean that, that private privately entities, Yeah.
0: so here's my whole have thing have to
1: put up with your bullshit I
0: think that if I a if I own and I know that the radio companies won't do it because it's bad for their overall brand but if I own a radio station I think I'm hiring him <laughs> I think I see dollar signs in the controversy. I know it's crazy and he's deplorable, and as private citizen, uh, Pete, I would have nothing to do with him. But as a station owner that like goes, ah, we need some, we need some, uh, some shocking. We got to get, we got to get ourselves on the map. I think I'm giving him a job.
1: So, I mean, so then he can come onto your radio station and talk about the great 666 conspiracy. But the problem is, voice, all the radio stations is, are
0: owned by big corporate conglomerates that don't want their brand sullied so by this wha- crazy dude.
1: Because was it, Octu- I mean, uh, what was last month, August 6th, that um, all those other places banned him? Yeah, yeah, that's because why he you- called
0: it the conspiracy of uh, 666. 666,
1: 666, yeah, so August 6th, keeps- all the other bans happened. September 6th this happened so October 6th he's saying and that's when the liberals are gonna burn all the American cities from their bunker in what was it New Zealand in their bunker in New Zealand yeah we don't look we don't hate
0: America we just hate you yeah so so um, their their protest won't work which dovetails nicely into recently uh Nike made Colin Kaepernick uh,
1: I got a better segue than that. So um, you're, so uh, as a corporation Pete, as corporate Pete, you would invite him onto your radio station just so that his um, yeah. outrage can feed you money. Similarly, Nike and Colin Kaepernick.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Nike, Nike put Colin Kaepernick, on, like he's their, their, their spokesman, Uh, I have some problems with this, but for the for the the
1: thirtieth annivers for the thirtieth anniversary of their Just Do It campaign. Yeah, you know Nike Just Do It. That's been going on thirty years, and he's a spokesman for. So I have, I have,
0: like, I guess I'm kind of in the camp of the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing, you know, like pragmatically. So Nike's Nike uh, still
1: uses slave labor to make their shoes, right?
0: And they could easily just cut a little bit out of their bottom line if you just advance these people to like five dollars an hour you'd make them rich you know what i mean like and it wouldn't take that much out of your bottom line so corporations are corporations are hijacking uh social justice issues for their own their own ends um so i'm not going to be like oh nikes i mean i think it was a i think it shows more than anything the wave it shows that they took a gamble and they understand uh like which side that most people are on
1: Yes, which also bodes well for the upcoming November election, when uh, we're exactly. hoping the blue wave will wipe out the House and we'll finally no longer have the Republicans with absolute control to just I, um, destroy this, America and the world.
0: I had this weird fantasy that Nunes would lose his seat and then would end up working at re, in retail. That's what I <laughs> want for S- him.
1: Selling Reebok shoes in a store. Yeah. So so
0: because beat. because they have put uh, Kaepernick as their spokesperson in his face and everything, Uh, uh, conservatives are losing their fucking minds and they're burning all their Nike stuff. Yeah, these are
1: shoes that they already bought. So burning them only yeah. hurts them. it doesn't hurt nike and what i hope what i hope is that somewhere out there in the world is some deplorable that was like oh they can't do colin kaepernick he's black oh i'm gonna show them and then he sets and then they set their own shoes on fire while they're still wearing them and they're like i'm gonna record this and put it on youtube and why is it hurting in here paul my feet burn break your shoes off boy take my oh no and then he's just burning his own feet
0: And uh, he starts running
1: back and forth through the house, setting his house on fire with his burning shoes, which he forgot to take off before lighting a blaze in protest. Though
0: people, people keep trying to like they keep trying to put like uh, I don't know if you remember Pat Tillman, he was a guy that quit the NFL and joined like the Rangers and then got killed in friendly fire. And so the thing is, this really comes down to racism because Pat Tillman, if you look at his politics and like his brother's politics, his family doesn't want him to be used by a conservative uh, uh, as a conservative puppet. he was actually an atheist. He was very anti-war. He was he would definitely be anti-this administration, according to his family, based on Pat yeah. Tillman's views. But they love him because he's a white, square-jawed dude. You know what I mean? He Pat Tillman looked like an action hero. Colin Kaepernick is black, yeah. and that's what makes them upset.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's entirely it. I mean whatever issue you might have with um kaepernick or nike or anything or anything the deplorables specifically are getting triggered over this because they are snowflakes that can't stand that this issue that trump dislikes uh is getting pushed forward out there into the public sphere even more so the this issue is the being other... <laughs> that um oh and by the way the whole i mean the whole kneeling for the national anthem was suggested to him by a uh yeah what was it a, a ranger Yeah, we went over this. It was someone in the military who said, you know, because he wanted to sit down during the national anthem, and the ranger was like, no, that's a little disrespectful to the troops. Why don't you kneel instead? That way you can still be respectful. And he said, okay. And then Fox News and Donald Trump says, no,
0: that's still disrespectful. Well, there's an interesting Donald Trump angle to this. uh, They asked Donald Trump about it because you figure he'd be all over, like, this son of a bitch, like... But That's what he
1: he has said that in the past. For everyone listening, Trump, what? whenever he found out that black athletes were kneeling, he was like, "Get those sons of bitches out of here!"
0: Here's the interesting thing though. They go, "Why aren't you going crazy about this on Twitter at four or four or five a.m.?" And he just went like, "Oh, because uh, like uh, Nike uh, rents from me and they pay a lot of money, so." Ha! Like um, yeah, so he doesn't care about this. Like he only goes back to the kneeling thing when he needs something to hammer on to galvanize his yeah. base. He doesn't care, um, <laughs> which is which exactly. is probably yeah probably I guess the most interesting angle of it is they're all like we're burning our shoes for you Trump, and he's like uh, I don't I just I make a lot of money off of Nike, so uh, I don't really care
1: maybe, um, maybe whenever you're done burning your shoes you could go buy another pair of nikes because uh, i get uh i get to suck the sweet tea off that bottom line okay sad
0: so when this whole so when this whole thing kicked off um the first thought i had and i kind of said this out loud to the radio is i, I just go ah kicked yeah. off
1: football pun
0: <laughs> i go i go who buys shoes
1: uh everyone
0: most people. Well, yeah, everyone people. needs shoes, but I'm says getting who. at the point of like, who Sue? <laughs> I'm getting about like if you're like if you're looking at your demographic of like who's buying like who's buying sneakers and stuff like that. It's not fat old white rednecks. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not yeah, like was, yeah. They're not like slapping on saying some that Jordans. earlier with
1: um. The peop- who are the people going to see those movies it's not the deplorables who are exactly. the people buying Nike it's it, not the deplorables it was, it was, they can't afford Nikes they're out there buying uh, cheaper shoes like I do it
0: was the same thing when they were like destroying the Keurig coffee machines in a conservative huh. boycott again that the coffee machines they would already bought um I'm they, like
1: they actually had to buy more coffee machines to destroy them because most of them didn't own Keurigs. Yes, yeah, so you, you had to go
0: out you basically did the opposite of a boycott. You anti you put more money in the company's bottom line to uh, prove yeah, your point.
1: You, and if you look at um Nike stocks they've actually only gone up since this campaign has started. Right, because again, uh, so, who
0: buys shoes? Not Nazis yeah. apparently. Like I've never <laughs> I've never seen a Nazi ad where they're like do you want to know how to run faster, jump higher, and kill more minorities? Air Jordan.
1: It should. They should um, point out how, um, you know, whenever you wear the Air Jordan, it doesn't hurt your shins whenever you go to goose step, yeah?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, I've, I've, and then more of them might buy it. I've not seen. I've not seen that ad yet. But yeah, like I'm like, listen, you may not see that ad. <laughs> no, I missed that ad. So it's it's another one of their – and it'll, it'll pass too. That's the thing. So they're inele- ineffective – in well, fact, opposite of ineffective um, – well, not the opposite of ineffective, but opposite of boycott. They're super like – it's basically like they're giving little stimulus packages to these companies every time they want to boycott them.
1: Yeah, and I mean I wasn't going to say the um – I had been saying that for a long time about how the, uh, deplorables could actually boycott anything because, um, they tend to be historically not our best and brightest folks. So they don't have the money to spend on this stuff to begin with. It's, uh, either the non deplorables or also the billionaires that also profit off Donald Trump's presidency. Yeah. That, um, that can affect the world economy. The deplorables basically just sit in their shacks buying guns and ammo, and that's exactly.
0: Like... So it wasn't like Colin Kaepernick endorsed like the new Bushmaster machine gun or assault rifle, like. <laughs> but I would.
1: Yeah, at that point he could, they could have uh, actually affected the sales of something.
0: Actually, you know what? I kind of th- I kind of wish that like we'd put Colin Kaepernick as the new like uh, spokesperson oh, gun... for Smith and Wesson because I want to see guns
1: and ammo or something magazine I... that way. <laughs> That would be all the gun control we needed, and then all of our children don't have to get shot, sacrificed to the blood god NRA.
0: Well, what I want is I want I want him to like actually rep uh, a big gun company because I want to see like uh, I want to see deplorables burning their own guns.
1: <laughs> oh my God! They throw all their bullets into the fire and they just start ping going ping, off ping, in
0: every ping. <laughs> Oh no! Pa's been shot! Damn you, Colin Kaepernick! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Help me! I got bit by a mosquito. It's not a mosquito, grandma's a bullet. I was Wait, burning. These I was bullets running through the
0: house. I was burning my guns in protest, and then something jumped up and bit me in the butt. <laughs> something
1: bit, jumped up and bit me in the boat in the butttocks. Oh, uh, really? I would like to see that. Okay.
0: But yeah, uh, so like, that's what's going on in protest news. Uh, in other news, um, I wanted to talk a little <laughs> bit about the, uh, and I'm, I've heard yes and no, so I'm actually on the edge of my seat about this. They're trying to, con- no, no, yes. What?
1: I was just going to say no, then yes. Oh, and I
0: did. You scared me. Uh, so <laughs> the, the, you know, the new, the new Supreme court justice, they're trying to ram oh, through, no. uh, yeah, Brett, Cabin. I will,
1: I, I will, um, Put this up front i've been trying to avoid scotus news because this is like one of the worst things trump can do to us this is one of the longest lasting bits of damage he can do to this country which will way outlast
0: well we outlive him and his deplorable we talked about it last time if the democrats can take back over they can actually add more justices to to even it out and they should
1: yes because there's nothing in the constitution that says we have to have nine so we can just go up to 11 and then we would have a super or we'd have the majority of scotus again and uh, we'll be doing that about the same time Judge Thomas starts to get uh, a little old, a
0: little super old and then we can replace him too Well, so here, with Brett, with Brett canova cavana, K- Brett Lasagna I'm going to call him Brett Lasagna um, Yeah, so he uh, Brett Canyonero So he was, like, he was a conservative justice and I, I originally took the stance to go, maybe he's not so bad He says that Roe versus Wade is settled <laughs> law Turns out he's a liar liar, pants on fire um, yeah. Not only like so, the Democrats are doing everything they can to obstruct, even though the the, um, the Republicans well, have a supermajority and almost certainly have the vote to get him through. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, they're going to ram him through. They they have the exact same number of people they had back when what's um, his face was going through. And in the event of a tie, uh, Pence has shown that historically he'll just go in there and do the tiebreaker. So there's no way the Dems can actually stop this. Best they can do is stall it. And if they However, if they can stall it for uh, three months, then um, the Dems will have the majority again and they can actually block him. but that's never gonna happen. That's why all this paperwork, thousands of pages worth of paperwork that's supposed to be released and reviewed carefully by everyone is not being released at all. Instead, the Republicans compromised and said, we're gonna give you 20 pages and you're gonna lack it. And then they didn't even give them that until they were like, their arms were twisted, and they were forced to. And then the the Dems decided to release those pages publicly.
0: So yeah. So what bothers me most is he's a he's a liar. He's definitely going to try to overturn Roe versus Wade, or yeah. do what they often do, which is do everything that you can do if, um, to undermine the law by restricting abortion clinics. Like I think Texas right now has like this the state from, of Texas has like two abortion clinics.
1: Like he, it's he, a big I state. Have, so if you yeah
0: yeah. If you, if you need an abortion you gotta drive hundreds of miles like it's disgusting so, but
1: also like uh, all kinds of other rights um, gay rights gone like gay marriage is the law of the land right now right he can overturn yeah. that he can make it so it's not only not legal he can act, make it actively illegal Who's you can be like no he won't who's gonna stop him are you gonna stop him nobody can stop him he can just do whatever he wants because the only <laughs> swing vote was uh what was that guy's name he uh, just left Kennedy Kennedy, yeah, and he's the guy leaving and getting replaced by this guy. So all of your rights, gone. Minority rights, gone. They've already... Back when Kennedy was still there, they were already getting rid of minority rights. Like, all those um, voter rights laws, they threw out the window. They're all like, you know what, racism's gone, so we're just
0: going to... It'll push us further towards, so we need, we need, we need, we need to overturn campaign finance law. We need to make it so that you can't basically, you know, the corporations can't just donate unlimited amounts of money...
1: And you know, that can't happen for at least another two and a quarter years, right? Because like, not only do we need the House back, but then we need the Senate back and we need the presidency back, and then we can fix GOTUS. So in the year 2020, if everything is solid blue then we can fix this mess but until then all of your rights are in jeopardy because all they're concerned about is the bottom line of businesses and the best way to do that is to keep the deplorables riled up with uh boogeymen and the best boogeymen is something they don't understand and something they don't understand is anything that's not them
0: or them women's all, their rep- own selves or women's reproductive rights so here's what really bothers right, well, me the
1: deplorables are mostly men so of course they don't understand women i ain't a woman so i don't get it
0: i think what i think i I think what most upsets me is um, one of his dissents was in that uh, it was it was says here um, using um, uh, a Yahoo article, but it says uh, during the hearing, Senator Ted Cruz asked uh, Brett Lasagna about his dissent in a case that involved Priests for Life, a religious group that fought an Affordable Care Act regulation requiring many employers to provide free insurance coverage for birth control to female employees. In the case, priests for life objected to an offer by the Obama administration would allow them to get a waiver by filling out a form. Uh, They said filling out the form, this is uh, Brett Lasagna quoted, uh, they said filling out the form would make them complicit in the provision of the abortion-inducing drugs that they were, as a religious matter, objected to. So, he, he either he believes or he sides with the people that think that birth control is an abortion-inducing drug when in fact it prevents pregnancy. It's like... There's nothing wrong with, like, people getting abortions, but also this prevents people to have to get abortions. So...
1: Yeah, it's the same thing as illegalizing condoms, which I'm sure Catholics would also try and do.
0: Yeah, so, uh... uh I digress. Fuck the Catholics. Here's the thing. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck religious people. Look, if you if something was in your religion, don't take birth control. Uh, don't wear condoms. Whatever. But that doesn't mean that, like, I, I have to have a baby. So... They don't want you to take birth control. They don't want to get you abortions. But they also want to uh, cut, like, school funding and, like, welfare for kids and stuff like that. So it's like they want you to have a baby, and then they want its life to suck.
1: Yeah. they uh, Their goal is for you to have lots of kids and then to just tear your heart out as they all die in your arms.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that... Because that, at first I was like, oh, maybe he said that... Nope. He's going to... He's everything that we feared in a justice. And it yeah. is believed that the only reason that President- And he's,
1: uh, he's also really young, so he's gonna be here for like 30 or 40 years. Um, so you will have control over your life for that long. Are you gonna well, be alive another 30 or 40 years? I a, hope so, because if you're not, then you'll never get to live to see the day in which this problem will be resolved. That's why I'm trying to tune out this SCOTUS thing, because I realize <laughs> this is something that's well, gonna be around for a long th- time. There
0: is a silver lining, there is good news to this um you we only need i think we need two republicans to flip and yeah uh, two
1: republicans and we can block him
0: right and there are two oh i can't remember their names i believe she's the republican from maine and then there's another female republican uh and i hope to god i'm like i'm like you are women you it is your it is your responsibility to flip you understand this you should stop this guy
1: Oh, are those the same two women that uh, flipped on the uh, Obamacare Act I almost am
0: a hundred percent sure although I can't I can't remember their names go, I think is it Elizabeth go, Warren is she the one from no that's not her right what no Elizabeth Warren's a Democrat <laughs> sorry that, that's, anyway uh, yeah so
1: I Elizabeth Warren you know, is the, um, the person Trump calls Pocahontas
0: yeah I mean like it's it's gonna be tight but like they may not get him through uh, it's very possible Um... So, I mean, fingers crossed, man. And this is why you're not paying attention to SCOTUS news, and I'm on the edge of my seat going, oh, come on, come on, come on. Um, Cory Booker, who I still think (laughs) I'm going to vote for in 2020 if he runs, had a Spartacus moment when he kept interrupting the guy, and the guy's like, you are not recognized. And he's like, I'm going to release the secret documents. You can punish me if you want. And all the other Democrats were like, me too. I'm with him. You'll have to punish me. And then, like, it was a great moment. But... It's like the Democrats are are finally doing what we need them to do, but it's a bit late.
1: Yeah, the Democrats really haven't been fighting about anything for a long time now. It's so weird seeing them actually do anything besides just sit quietly on the sidelines. I think I get the I get the tactic of um, don't interrupt your enemy when they're in the process of destroying themselves. Yeah, but after a while, this is like. Uh, the Republicans are starting to feel like Monty Python's Black Knight. It's like, okay, they are seriously not going to die on their own. I don't care how many of their own limbs they cut off. They are freaking uh, octodad. They're just growing back more tentacles to cut off at this point. Let's just freaking, we got to do something. I Let's assume
0: I assume that with the, the Democrats, it took a while for them to go, nah, he's not really a Hydra, is he? No. <laughs> I mean, come on, three heads doesn't make you a Hydra, right? okay four heads okay 16 heads uh okay he's not a oh he's a hydra he's a hydra and he's eating the supreme court <laughs> okay you know sad uh but again uh in more and more good news um the uh so we teased it earlier the op-ed piece i i love this so much
1: oh we have uh let's do one other news and then get into that
0: yeah what do you got what do you got just
1: uh it's been trump's really sad newsweek this week because the uh the new york times article came out after a different piece of media released that uh, also painted him in a really bad light
0: are you bob tell us about it? No. Yeah. Yes. oh yeah Bo- oh yeah yeah bob, yeah oh
1: bob woodward released a book now this is a guy who's written a book about every american president since nixon because he is one half of the people that took down the nixon Wait, administration right woodward and, woodward and bernstein
0: bernstein the thing about Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward is he's the closest to journalist Jesus that you'll ever find.
1: Yeah. So uh, he released a book called um, "Fear" that Donald Trump said is fake because Bob Woodward never interviewed him about it, and he never interviewed him about it because all of uh, Trump's staff was too afraid to tell Trump that Woodward wanted to speak to him.
0: Yeah. Well, he I, there was, they played audio <laughs> when he finally <laughs> got a hold of him. <laughs> he goes. Uh, Trump goes. Well, uh, um, hold on. <clears throat> Uh well I don't know uh, my people um I guess the wires guy I never heard um Bob's like well uh you know I tried to call and it's like you don't have people that are telling uh, you know uh I guess I, I assume it's probably gonna be negative but like he sounded like a guy that was like yeah you know I guess I'll buy the Chevy um you know I really wanted to get the Ford but all right uh, you know I guess it's like so he did talk to Bob Woodward but yeah like trying to, try to get through.
1: My favorite part said that it sounded like he was trying to convince Woodward not to release the book by, like, appealing to the angels of his better nature. You know, Woodward, yeah. you've always been a very fair, even-handed person, so I'm sure that this book will be accurate and not fake news. That kind so, of thing, So, Woodward,
0: right? the great thing about Woodward is he's won two Pulitzers, I think, and he's never had, like, a retraction. Like, he's never had a source that wasn't correct. Like... You can't get more, like, uh, I Accurate. mean, like, you couldn't get any more integrity. And So the problem with the book is that, like, everyone's like, listen, I'm going to fucking tell you this, but do not put my fucking name on it, okay? So, like, they've got a bunch of protected sources or, like, people that didn't come out and go, and my name is Mike Pence. Um, right. But it's, it's Bob Woodward. So if you want to weigh Bob Woodward's honesty versus, like, the president... Bob Woodward's going to win. And it's very it, it becomes yeah. more and more difficult to like try to discredit people as they come out. I pre-ordered the book, by the way. It comes out on 9-11. Uh, I'm excited to listen to it. They've already started releasing uh, bits, bits and pieces of, of it. it.
1: Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about my favorite bits and pieces of the bits and pieces. Yes, yeah,
0: so let's talk about the bits and pieces.
1: It's... Um in this book we get accounts of how everyone around old Derpy recognizes him as the dotard that he is one saying that he had the understanding of a 5th grader and personally I believe that's inaccurate because a 5th grader is like 10 or 11 years old right
0: Well, Uh, that's a good question I don't know
1: but, well by 10 you are canonically old enough to start your own Pokemon journey in the Pokemon universe and there's no way Trump is smart enough not to choke to death on his own pokeballs if he were <laughs> re-
0: released into the woods with them I could see so. Trump hitting himself and ca- I could see Trump <laughs> in the Pokemon universe catching himself with a Pokemon Pokeball
1: <laughs> he throws it it bounces off a tree hits himself in the head
0: and he catches himself oh no disaster fake balls fake Pokemon. <laughs>
1: So, uh, the, and the very best part of the book is that um, Trump was going to sign a document in this one letter that would destroy a trade agreement with South Korea, right? Yeah. And um, his handlers, the people around him were like, we can't let him do that. What are we going to do? And this one guy, is it Gary Cohn? I think it, so. His last name's, name's Cohn at any rate. I didn't write his first name down for some reason. But Gary Cohn was like don't worry fellas i can handle this and he just walked into trump's office when he wasn't there flipped the letter right off his desk and trump completely forgot about it because like the toddler he is he doesn't have object permanence and if it's not there he doesn't know it ever existed oh you're not there anymore i guess you're gone now yeah but yeah yeah so you can trick the, tr- the president just by removing something from his field of vision like a t-rex well this is terrifying the, this is this is a guy who I've been saying all along. He's just playing president. He's not really president. And this is more evidence towards that. So if he was really a president, this would be something he knew he needed to do, and he would remember it. But he doesn't remember it because it's just something he's doing for show. Probably because he thought South Korea was North Korea, and he was angry at Kim Jong Un because he wouldn't call him back.
0: Well, he also apparently was like, "Why do we have missile defense?" I'm sorry. <clears throat> Why do we have missile defense in South Korea? Fuck it, take it out and put it in um, Oregon.
1: Yeah, that's right. He was gonna do that, but you know what the um, military did when he said that? What? They, they didn't follow his orders. They didn't follow his orders. Like, no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. And then they told South Korea, "We're, we're, don't worry about, <laughs> don't worry about what he said."
0: yeah there so, was uh, a, yeah. I can't find the quote but there was one I guess about like James Mattis where they're like he, go, he goes like oh listen because I don't have a good Mattis voice what you do is you stay the fuck out of town and you try to stay out of it as long as you can and everyone's like wait what, what? I guess he's just yeah, like man. leave Mattis
1: called him a, uh, a fucking moron and we have another account of that this is the guy who historically has called him a moron or an idiot in the past and when asked about it he's all like look I didn't say that and it's ridiculous you believe it and then whenever they asked him about it again from this book he released the exact same letter again like word for word it's like, oh it's ridiculous I didn't say that we all know he didn't say that so yeah, it's just well, funny it's, how he I has guess... like a, a stock answer for I know I didn't call him an idiot even though he clearly is
0: They're trying to, I guess they're trying to protect uh, their jobs, but at this point, like anybody that would step up and just go, yeah, I said it, would be considered a hero, and you might even get to be the next president. Like, stop clinging to this guy. Yeah. 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 All right. So, we ready to talk about the op ed piece?
1: So, that's not the end of Trump's very, very bad news week, because right after the Woodward book, um, the select chapters from it dropped, this happened. Hit him, Pete.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, somebody wrote in, uh, an op-ed opinion piece for the New York Times called, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. I work for the president, but like-minded colleagues and I have vowed to thwart parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. So it's anonymous because whoever it is uh, didn't have the fucking cojones to come out and say it, or to come out and like sign their name to it. Um, so, some people think it's Pence. Well, I wanted to talk about that, too. Because <laughs> he uses,
1: uses like, words that only Mike Pence uses, like Lodestone or something like that. Yeah, up, I've, so. got
0: a, I've got a theory on that, too. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read to you the op-ed piece, or at least pieces of the op-ed piece. Um, sure. And then uh, I wanted to talk about it. So, uh, the Times published it. They won't give up who said it. You know, Trump thinks we should force them to say it. Every, all, all, of course, all, all the... Uh, well, so, Quick question, if it's completely fake news, if this isn't
1: real, then why does he want a source, huh? Anyway. Well,
0: I thought what a great stroke of genius it would be if the New York Times just just kind of dropped this in here, and it wasn't from the Trump administration. What if they just put <laughs> an op-ed piece, and they're just watching everybody go, huh oh, was it you? Ah, ah, oh, hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, because the whole White House is in chaos right now because Trump knows that this shit is real. And he's even said publicly many times that uh, anything he calls fake news is just news he doesn't like. If he doesn't like it, he says it's fake news. Yeah. It's not necessarily actually fake. Actual fake lies is stuff that he does constantly.
0: So it goes, and it goes, I'm going to read this to you. Um... President Trump is facing a test to his presidency, unlike any faced by a modern American leader. All right, so right there. Fuck you. No, he's not. President. That would have been better written if it said President Trump is a test of the presidency, unlike any yeah, faced by the, American the modern presidency. American people. Yeah, he's testing yes. the presidency. President- he's facing a test to his presidency. You know who faced a test to his presidency? Fucking FDR. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I was yeah, going to say Obama to because he had non-stop unprecedented obstruction.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Obama cuz he was black and apparently everybody in Congress in the House and the Senate are racist. Um Seems so he that continues. Way. It's not just the special counsel uh, that the special counsel looms large or that the country is bitterly divided over Mr. Trump's leadership. Actually not that divided. Polls are showing that we're all pretty much on the same side or even that his party might well lose the House to an opposition hell-bent on his downfall. The dilemma, which he uh, does not fully grasp, is that many of the senior officials in his own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. I would know. I am one of them. I am Batman. I am Batman. To be clear, ours is not the popular resistance of the left. We want the administration to succeed and think that many of its policies have already made America safer and more prosperous. Again, whoever you are, fuck you. Like... Yeah. What's that man? (laughs) Go ahead.
1: uh, I just... Whoever these people are, they're trying to reassure everyone that, uh, don't worry, we're, um, we're here but we're making sure that his agenda happens and what annoys me is that all they're doing is just like suffocating the um 10 or 30 or 50 percent of his agenda that stuff like what if we took all the black people and shot him into the sun yeah oh, we can't let him say that publicly exactly. so we better stop that <laughs> that that's all they're doing but if they would just go ahead and let him do that then america would see clearly it's like oh this guy's fucking crazy and then we would get rid of him faster but instead they're making him just digestible enough that fox news can still spin it successfully and keep him in the white house and keep his abominable agenda rolling along you know what i
0: say to that i say but we believe our first duty is to this country and the president continues to act in a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic that is why many trump appointees have vowed to do what we can to preserve our democratic institutions while thwarting Trump's more misguided impulses until he is out of office.
1: It was um, a very smart man said that uh, that is not how our democracy is supposed to work. None of these people that are thwarting him from within are duly elected officials. We need actual intelligent elected officials to uh, do things right the first time, not people from within trying to uh, frustrate the agenda.
0: You know who said that? Uh, I'm gonna guess President Barack uh, Obama? Yep. Uh, let me be clear. This is, uh, not how democracy is supposed to, uh, work. Anyway, continue. The root of the problem is the President's amorality. Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision making. I'd say his amorality is the least of his problems. I would say his lack of intelligence is probably the worst of his problems. <laughs> it's fine to yeah. be immoral. I think as a politician, you kind of might even be a better politician if you don't necessarily stick to a moral ideology, and maybe you stick huh. to a pragmatic one.
1: Yeah, because if you stick to a moral ideology, uh, fucking, you know, reality could prove itself in the, ah, God, this is hard to explain, but.
0: And look, if you're moral, you're more unlike, if you're very strongly moral, you're more unlikely to change your mind and compromise. Right,
1: like what if if my moral is, uh, what if all my morals surround the family values unit, right? Like this fictitious nuclear family that was invented by marketing yeah but it also mm-hmm. happens to be really fucking bad for uh gay people right because then they can shriek and shrill that um well gay people are bad for the family unit the nuclear family unit mo-. but that's
0: goddammit. yeah what if my morals are that all all vaginas should be stapled shut until women are married like yeah that's, that's crazy uh, right if i would put an amoral right, so stance with, is a little bit so- better
1: so when reality, comes out with um, well, you know, the vagina is actually too delicate for staples to be constantly reinserted into them. Well, then you're because you have a moral stance, you have to go against reality. My morals. And you. Yep. Exactly. These, these morals so that's don't. Why, these
0: morals don't run. I'm gonna burn my Nikes.
1: That's why basing your policies on morals isn't necessarily a great thing.
0: Yeah. Although he was elected as a Republican, the president shows little affinity for ideals long espoused by conservatives. Free minds, free markets, free people, and free ham. I'm actually I, adding stuff in there. I'm but...
1: uh, I am uh, was about to say I'm for the free ham. Oh my god, I saw something that I meant to take a picture of and send it to you. Trump was right all along, Peter.
0: I saw a taco truck on the corner. Um, I don't understand the... Uh, if you're gonna... Ha- Alright, look. If we're going to be racist here, I think we need to be specifically racist and I think we need to not be racist against Hispanics because their food is delicious. Have you ever had yeah. fucking Spanish food? It's amazing. Why do I hate that yeah, group? I think,
1: I think everyone has. Yeah, uh, Trump said, you know, what was it? If Hillary wins, if Hillary Clinton wins, what she's going to do is have taco trucks on every dude, corner. Dude, dude. I saw one on the corner. That's just a
0: good platform. No one, even racist people like, uh, what was it? Stephen Miller, love Mexican food. <laughs> Like, you're racist, but you're like, well, goddamn, but the food is fucking delicious. I mean, I, I'm gonna take their kids from them, but oh, these taco trucks are just the best. <laughs> She's in with their tears because I took all their children. Yeah. So he goes on to say, at best, he has invoked these ideals in scripted settings. At worst, he has attacked them outright. Okay, look. Uh, conservatives for a while now have not supported free minds, free markets, and free people. That's exactly <laughs> the opposite of the current the current Republican. Like, I'm glad that he's amoral because if he was really stuck on this conservative bent, he would be even worse.
1: Wow. I mean, of course, I'm not sure how much different he would be because um, all he's been doing is rubber stamping everything the GOP puts in front, yeah. of, puts in front of him. in incl- including the stuff that he just sort of wanders away from remember all that earlier on in his presidency when they were still getting him to rubber stamp stuff right and he would like have a big press conference and be like and i'm gonna sign this and it's gonna be bigly and then he would just put it down and walk out the room because you know what that was
0: right that's fucking that's reality tv star stuff as soon as like the cameras flash and you go we good we got it okay we got a couple takes all right everybody and then like because you don't realize it's a real job because you're still fucking reality tv star
1: yeah, he has to actually um, sign the... Stu- and that's not even that much of a job. I can fucking sign a piece of paper, which is apparently something Trump can't do because he walked away from it. But he sure can't I- eat it. <laughs> which is another part of... Was that part of the op-ed? No, that was Amorosa. Never yeah. mind. All right. <clears throat> God, there's been a lot of bad news about him lately.
0: In addition... From first-hand accounts. In addition to his mass marketing of the notion that the press is the enemy of the people, President Trump's impulses are generally anti-trade and anti-democratic. Don't get me wrong. There are bright spots in in that the near-ceaseless negative coverage of the administration fails to capture effective deregulation, historic tax reform, a more robust military and more motherfucker... Like there is the, there is zero historicness to that tax. There was no tax reform.
1: It was not tax reform. It was not tax reform. No matter how many times they call it tax reform, it was a tax cut for the wealthy that the poor is going to pay for. So here's the
0: thing. Effective deregulation. a
1: historic tax scam.
0: Effective deregulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very effective if you're a company that makes more money by dumping toxic waste in the water. Absolutely. Historic tax reform. Yeah. Awesome if you're super rich because now you're richer. A more robust military. We already have the biggest military the budget. Thing. We don't need to... They, pre- any more money in the military we're not at war
1: they they literally did nothing for the military like it was the exact same uh, spending bill that has always uh, it followed exactly the same pattern that it followed for Obama's entire administration nothing unexpected happened he didn't do anything for them period he didn't sign anything
0: special for them so but these successes have come despite not because of the president's leadership style which is impetuous adversarial petty and ineffective From the White House to executive branch departments and agencies, senior officials will privately admit their daily disbelief at the Commander-in-Chief's comments and actions. Most are working to insulate their operations from his whims. Meetings with him veer off topic and off the rails. He engages in repetitive rants, and his impulsiveness results in half-baked, ill-formed, occasionally reckless decisions that have to be walked back. There is literally no telling whether he might change his mind from one minute to the next. A top official complained to me recently, exasperated by an Oval Office meeting in which the President flip-flopped on a major policy decision he'd made only a week before. Erratic behavior would be more concerning if it weren't for Unsung heroes in and around the White House. Some of aides have been fucking cast not unsung heroes. <laughs> Some of his aides have been cast as villains by the media, but in private they have gone to yeah, great lengths are. to keep bad decisions contained to the West Wing, though they are clearly not always successful. So basically you're going, We didn't let him blow up the world, but we're we're still we're still helping him rubber stamp the stuff that's destroying the country.
1: I helped Dr. Claw finish his doomsday machine, but I didn't let him fire it on the city more than once!
0: <laughs> Batman! Um, and... and I'm sort
1: it, of jumping around media there, but you get the idea.
0: It goes on for a while. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's the same repetitive ideal that, like, you know, they're quietly working against the, the elected president or the illegitimate president, whatever you call him. Um, I, I,
1: I do think it's hilarious that this threw the uh, White House into chaos mode again. But uh,
0: well, that's, like, that's <laughs> besides
1: just... that. Like they're not really doing that much.
0: Uh, I like. I want to end it with uh, the, the last part. He goes, Senator John McCain put it best in his farewell letter. All Americans should heed his words and break free of the tribalism trap, with the high aim of uniting through our shared values and love of this great nation. How dare you quote John McCain? I didn't always like McCain, but you like. John McCain, say what you will. If anybody was, was, was kind of heroic, I mean, like, he was also kind of a shitbag in certain ways, but, I mean, the man was tortured and, you know, stayed tortured to support his fellow POWs. And then you're going uh, to write an op-ed piece, an anonymous op-ed piece, telling me what a great job, what, you break your arm, pat in your back, and tell me what a great job you've done thwarting Trump's worst uh, ideas. Like, you have it. That's a thing. So there was a piece I read that was very interesting. It was from a guy that worked in the Reagan White House when Reagan had been shot and they weren't sure that Reagan was up to snuff, you know. Um, The 25th Amendment was put in to allow you to remove a president who was... Uh, incapacitated or who had gone like right. full Caligula, and, right?
1: And to be clear, it's not a constitutional crisis if you invoke the 25th Amendment, but rather it's the
0: Constitution working as intended if you invoke right. it. So what they did was they 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 invoked the 25th Amendment. I think he was Reagan's chief of staff. So they pulled in the other guys, the White House, the other people. They did interviews. They talked it out. They talked to the proper people about like, should we invoke the 25th Amendment? They interviewed the president on some stuff. Uh, and then they determined that he was in capacity, he was, he was in full capacity to fulfill the duties of his office. They did it like you should, right? They didn't write right. a stupid, snipey, snide pat on the back. I am the quiet resistance. Like, uh, whoever wrote I this is a piece of shit.
1: Resisty.
0: So, what they're doing right now is, uh, there's a, um, there's betting odds on who wrote it, right? Right. So you can actually- haven't heard I haven't heard what the odds are on right now but i'm trying to i'm trying to pull it up right now but right now well, while you're, there while you're pulling
1: it up there's some amazing late night tweets from uh trump about this oh. one was treason in all caps with a question mark and the best response to that was oh no this is twitter not google
0: <laughs> yeah no i saw that but i didn't i didn't know about the op-ed piece yet and i go i don't know is it <laughs> like <laughs> what is tre- are you asking what treason is you stupid fuck like uh, all right a,
1: and of all people, he summoned uh, Kim Jong-un as a character witness for him not being an unhinged do- dotard. You know, the yeah. guy that called him a dotard not long ago. His <laughs> trials. Yeah, the guy who, um, ah, never mind. Well, heard. I guess we know yeah, that... There, there's a lot of problems
0: with him. We the know that Kim dictator. Jong-un didn't write it because it didn't say dotard in it. Yep. Um, so, wagers on, on who wrote this. Wagers on Mike Pence carried 150 to 1 odds. Meaning a successful 150 or 150 odds, uh, 150 wager would generally profit $100. Um, of course, Pence denied it.
1: Uh well, isn't dem- huh? You said if it's one to 150, wouldn't that mean for every one dollar you wager, if it is him, you'd get 150?
0: Yeah, I said that wrong. It just says 150 odds. So I guess not oh. one to 150. Uh, Education Secretary DeVos ran a close second with uh, 200 odds. DeVos no there's no fucking way Secretary of She's State Mo- uh, Mike Pompeo John Kelly uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin all had uh, oh 400 plus odds um, Mnuchin? yeah so then I they, know him so well. their whole thing is they think it's they think there's that no, it's go ahead I
1: uh, I want to preface this by saying there's no way it's Mike Pence because he's expecting to be the next president of the United States and he would never want something like this overshadowing his presidency so
0: um yeah so that was going to be my other thing is so they think that it's they you know a lot of people are saying it might be Pence and we know that the um It uses his language, but I think whoever
1: wrote it might have actually included that, just almost as an Easter egg to throw people off the trail of who it actually is.
0: That's what I was actually going to say. Is that like so? He's used the word lodestone in a a thing before, and I don't. I think it's in a part I didn't read, but I guess he uses lodestone um, in the uh, in the op-ed. So I actually think that. That's
1: a weird vocabulary choice that uh, Mike Pence uses in a lot of his different... Yeah, there's a video of him being like,
0: where they just have him going, so anyway, lodestone, 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 lodestone. Like, he just says it a whole bunch. Um, so, I honestly, my theory is, and I don't think it's Pence, because the way that the office is so backbite-y, um, I think that somebody might be trying to angle in to take Pence's job, right? So, if you can it
1: get... And also, it's not full of uh,
0: grammar errors, so, so we know it's it was, not... Um, it wasn't Trump. <laughs> yeah, we know Trump didn't write it because it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't slurich eshish. He did that again recently. He was trying to talk about the op-ed yeah. piece, and he was like... He, he was
1: so mad about it, he's just slurring every other word. He was it like, it was sound- an
0: anonymous... <laughs> it was, I'm like, is he having a fucking stroke? Can we just get a he doctor? It sounds like that. Yeah, they said it could be anything from a stroke to like misplaced dentures. I'm like, dude, slurring your speech <laughs> is real bad. If you go to WebMD and you go, slurred speech... It doesn't go, maybe you just have a bad day. Like, it's all the worst stuff, like brain damage, <laughs> stroke, you know, heart attack. Yeah, like. his,
1: his brain's falling out his fucking ear. He's barely alive right now, and yet he's leader of the free
0: world. So I honestly, yeah, I, I don't think it's Pence at all, because um, I think Pence knows that he just has to sit pretty, and he'll get to be president for a while. Um, I also think Pence is too much of a butt boy uh, to Trump to ever do anything like this. You know what I mean? I don't think that <laughs> Pence yeah, there's is-
1: some. There's some amazing, like, analysis videos of Pence and Trump in the same room, and he is
0: such a puppet to Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a lap dog. I'm surprised that Trump doesn't sit down and go, Pence, yeah. Pence, come here, boy. And then, like, Pence just jumps up in his lap and is like, oh, like, he's yeah, good. Like, like He's a good vice president. <laughs> he's a good boy. <laughs> That's pretty much Pence's role. My, uh, my
1: favorite one, though, is um, Trump sitting at a desk uh, doing whatever, listening to someone else talk, and he take Trump grabs his water and takes it off the desk and puts it on the fucking floor, right? Bizarre goddamn thing for someone to do, but whatever. It's Trump. The second Trump goes to do this, Pence grabs his own water and takes it off the desk and puts it on the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the kind he, of got he's,
1: he's miming him, even if what Trump does is stupid.
0: Um, yeah, so I don't think it's Pence. And I think the betting odds are because someone either is trying to, uh, I don't know, who's next in line for secession for the, it's um, Paul Ryan, right?
1: Yeah, it's um, Paul Ryan and then uh, Orrin Hatch after him.
0: So I could, see, I could see Paul Ryan doing something like this. Paul Ryan is a, is a sneaky snake. Um, he doesn't really work in the White House, though. Yeah, but this doesn't mean that they work in the White House. Nothing in there proves that this person works in the White House. Um, Paul Ryan actually did something recently where he took the security clearance um, applications for uh, um, Democratic, uh, basically uh, Democratic uh, um, opposition in like key places that was running against. They were running against. Um, Republicans, and then gave that information to a uh, a Republican, uh, what do you call it, the companies they pay to do opposition research, super fucking illegal, by the way. So they're taking classified documents from the government, people's security clearance, so that's,
1: that's Watergate, right? He just did a Watergate. Yeah, he did Stealing a fucking, yeah.
0: So coming from Trump, they did a fucking Watergate. That was one of the things that uh, Nixon got in trouble for. He was trying to use the tax returns of his Democratic opponents against them in opposition research. That was one of the articles of impeachment.
1: So, so like, fucking Paul Ryan should be out of here now. Yeah. Well, my but they're just, they're they're so blatantly being criminals because yeah. the, or, the order of magnitude's worst behavior coming from Trump on a, hourly basis is like it's perfect cover for this right that's, like so that's if, why if bombs are going off over the
0: city you're not paying attention to who's smashing windows and still in exactly so um i i don't i wouldn't put it past like paul ryan because think about it like if it was paul ryan he's not on any of the betting odds everyone goes oh it must have been somebody inside the trump white house if you wanted to be the next president what you have to do is you have to get trump to fire pence and how do you do that? Uh, you just write a stupid make letter. It look like Pence. <laughs> yeah, you put a stupid letter that says "lodestone" in it, and then immediately Trump's like, "I've solved, I've solved the, uh, the, the, I've, the, solved the I've solved the mystery. I am Encyclopedia Brown. It was Pence it's, all along." And Pence is like, yep, it, it was me," because Pence is going to agree with whatever he says, right? <laughs> so oh, like, that's brilliant!
1: Yeah. That's actually a really so smart like, idea. It was,
0: it was Michael Pence. And he's like uh, I
1: agree That's uh, really Really smart sir very, Yes sir Very
0: astute of you You're fired Okay I'm fired Alright I'll clear up My desk right now um, Yeah so Yeah I don't think It's Pence I don't think It's anybody Inside the Trump White House um, I think that The people inside The White House If it was anybody They're not doing it For any noble cause They're just trying To snipe Pence That's, that's uh, my theory on it
1: um, I like, um, the Colbert, the Colbert clue edition. It's so, like, you know, who wrote it and where did they write it? Was it Mike Pence on a notepad in the Oval Office? Was it, um, er- Eric Trump with his head stuck in the banister on his own arm? Was it, uh, <laughs> uh, was it Stephen Miller in the basement hanging upside down from the ceiling on a rack of human flesh?
0: Because <laughs> that's how he sleeps. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's that's what's going on right now uh which is it's great that it through like you're that you're you're oh my god that your white house is in such chaos that you're like who wrote this and everyone's like ah fuck i don't know uh, it could be anyone yeah it could it could be it really is a game of clue it could be fucking anyone
1: yep yeah it's a it's a game of clue and we haven't even started playing yet so
0: uh, all all the bets are on so um so let's see in, in, in other news, so in other op-ed news, um, President, I keep wanting to call him President because he's just so presidential. Uh, Obama made a speech on the that, state of America.
1: That is correct. You keep the, uh, the title President after being President. The only time you would call him former President is if you're not including his name. But if you say Obama, you would say President
0: Obama. I like it. So President Obama uh, makes, a, makes a speech to, um, who was he talking to? He was at some was university. A, a university
1: in Illinois, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he is hitting the campaign trail for Democrats right now. He just started this new campaign season. And it's like, so I we oh, actually he was, have more I'm sorry, Obama he was to ex- look forward to. He was
0: accepting an ethics award, which, like, man, uh, it's hard for me to be critical of him, and I am, and of his presidency. But like the man, just like left with poise and grace, and didn't come out when I think a lot of us would. If I was the former president and Trump seceded me and just burned down everything that I'd worked for, it'd be really hard for me to just sit back and go, you know what, Michelle? Uh, I'm going to be in the garage, and you're going to hear a lot of loud noises. I'm going to be punching walls, but I'm not going to go on TV and I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be really hard for me to do because I, I, as soon as a microphone was in my face, I mean, I'd be like, fuck this, dude.
1: I mean, we're, we're critical of Obama the same way we'd be critical of going to a restaurant and um, the waiter was a little slow and we didn't get a refill and like maybe the toast was slightly burnt. I was going to say, criti- I'm critical, critical of Obama
0: of, the same way if I went to a restaurant I mean, and a drone strike killed a bunch of kids. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, look, maybe it wasn't the restaurant's fault but a drone strike did kill a bunch of children in this restaurant, um, and they did register on strikemyrestaurantwithadrone.com.
1: Well, I mean that's the same stuff is happening under Trump, but a lot more unfettered because no one uh, no there's wa- no reins on the yeah, military yeah, yeah, right yeah, now Yeah, 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 exactly. Ball. No one's watching the and ball. Also, and uh, also, they're able to do this without the news picking it up because of, of the nonstop shit show over here. They're getting away with bombing way more kids. But anyway,
0: um, I so wanna, like,
1: like I was saying, it's like a burnt toast at one restaurant versus you go to like a warehouse to eat, and instead of eating, they like beat you to the ground with a severed well penis for an hour.
0: I want to give so you, that's the Trump administration. I want to give you a little. I want to give you a little. Then they
1: make you eat it.
0: A little piece of the Obama speech, if I can. Um, uh, okay. It says, let's, uh, "Let's hear it." But uh, just a glance at the recent headlines uh, should tell you that this moment really is different. The stakes are really higher. The consequence of any of us sitting on the sidelines are more dire. And it's not as if we haven't had big elections before or big choices to make in our history. The fact is that democracy has never been easy. Our founding fathers argued about everything. We waged a civil war, we overcame depression, and we've learned from eras of great progressive change to periods of retrenchment. Still, most Americans alive today, certainly the students who are here, have operated under some common assumptions about who we are and what we stand for. And he's just such a classy guy. Like, the, the, I encourage everybody. Like, um, it's on CBS News. Obama's full speech on the state of American democracy. It's it's such a well-written speech.
1: And notice how he didn't um, make fun of uh, I- anyone or talk about. Um, and she had blood coming out of her wherever. Like Trump would have done. There was not. Ah, oh, it's so good hearing a a president speak in complete sentences without saying sad or fake news, okay, or any of that other bullshit. It's
0: just the best. And he's telling us, he says at 1.2, these are extraordinary times and they're dangerous times, but and here's the good news. In two months, we have the chance, not certainly, but the chance to restore some semblance of sanity to our politics. So he's telling you go out and vote, which is kind of the cool thing about the speech. He's talking about the state of American democracy. Go out and, pee, go out and vote. How... Um, it's not a partisan. It should not be a partisan issue about trying to pressure the attorney general, the FBI, to use the criminal justice system as a cudgel to punish our political opponents. Um, it's such a good speech, and it's like I said, it's far too long for us to read the whole thing. But like, it's like what a classy guy. Like he's 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 brilliant. He's like he's our he's probably our most articulate president since shit. I don't know, man. Maybe Kennedy. Oyama, oh, uh, yes jelly donut <laughs> yeah so yeah so he finally comes out like i'm glad uh to hear from him but yeah so that's the most important thing is like go out and fucking vote man because we can flip the house uh you're you're gonna see some really important stuff like the subpoenas that are almost assuredly gonna go out when the president is subpoenaed it's gonna it's gonna get up stuck in a uh it's gonna get stuck in a swamp if, it, if the house is still republican because they're doing yeah. everything they can to aid and abed this moron
1: yeah, yeah, they are. God, they have been obstructing America for the past eight goddamn years. People don't realize how long the house has been a festering swamp of just deplorableness. It has been since the Tea Partyers showed up immediately after obama became president and they sailed to power on an ocean of racism and then they just lodged there in the house taking up just enough of it to push down the democratic majority to less than half and then they fused with the republicans to
0: become the freedom caucus so let's uh let's and they've just sat there like a tumor let's, for all this time we're running out of time let's end it on a high note so uh we have some more giuliani news we do uh, before we do the Giuliani news, do we want to
1: do the shout out? Oh or yeah, yeah. So after we, yeah, we promise
0: every every episode that if you go and give us stars and leave us uh, comment, we will shout you out on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, at one point we uh, did a shout
1: out to someone, and Peter's like, "Oh," and he gave us a uh, review, and I'm like, "Oh no, he didn't yet. I was just shout asked out. to." And Peter's like, "Nope, nope, we uh, I've." I retract the shout out until he actually gives us a rating. Well, he gave us a rating.
0: Which is news to the rest of you if you listen to it. I would rather you go on, give us a rating and uh, a comment than actually listen to the podcast uh, because I would much uh, rather appear successful. More ratings we get. Yeah. yeah,
1: Rather appear (laughs) successful than be successful. Yes, exactly. But I mean. Are you really
0: successful if you don't look like it?
1: You, uh. Hmm. I mean, well, I, guess according our, to... I guess our president... That sounds like Donald Trump logic. Yeah.
0: Are you really successful but... if no one thinks you're successful? Uh, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's how success works.
1: But the... Uh, what was I saying? If we get enough... Uh... Ratings, then we'll actually show up on iTunes, like n- new and fresh category or whatever. I think it's we're past that
0: now. I think we're past new and noteworthy. It's been too many oh, weeks.
1: New and noteworthy. That's it. Ah, damn. Yeah. But whatever. We, we still need more votes so that we'll actually show up on people's feeds and then we'll get like a balloon of followers and it'll be terrifying. So the shout but, uh, out
0: this week goes to Team Jacob who gave us stars. And I was actually, I was actually, uh, I mean, it was a very nice note he left, but I was like, I kind of grumbled about it because he's like, listen, you guys make news bearable and, and, uh, I know that you're not really popular right now, but keep going. And I'm like, you, you're not popular right now. <laughs> Your mom's not popular.
1: I was touched that we made the news parable for someone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If we can get people to tune in, like if people will stop going, la, 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 it's not happening. I think we've done our job.
1: Yeah, because remember what I was saying about the uh, the SCOTUS earlier, right? Like, I really do try to tune all that news out because, oh, it's so fucking depressing. So I definitely understand, like, that feeling,
0: but everywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I rage... Because it I, really is that shitty everywhere. I
0: rage out on my way to work uh, when listening to NPR because NPR, again, constantly does that thing where, like, and now uh, an interview with the uh, troll from under the bridge on uh, the allegation that he's been eating billy goats. And of course, the troll's like, "Yeah, this is clearly nonsense. Uh, you know, those goats were dead when I found them, and you can't fault a troll for eating a snack." And it's like, "Why are you? Why are you? Why are you interviewing the troll? Why do we need the troll's perspective?" Because uh, they turned the fucking go- frogs frog gay. So, what what's going on with old Rudy Giuliani, old crazy Giuliani?
1: <laughs> oh, so much is going on. Oh my god. Um... Is this uh, news from this week or is this, like, my notes from previous weeks?
0: I don't know. You should probably... That you're asking me about. Oh, this week. You said that uh, Trump is mad at Giuliani?
1: Oh, I think this might be an older story. But, yeah, it's from uh, rawstory.com. It's all your fault Trump screams at Giuliani, blaming him for putting Don Jr. in legal jeopardy. According, uh. <laughs> according to Sherman sources, Trump blames Giuliani... For for not taking up the job of Attorney General which eventually went to Jeff Sessions because Giuliani would not have recused himself as Sessions did. The president's logic goes uh, Giuliani could have kept the president safe had he agreed to become AG. Uh, a person described by Sherman as close to the Trump family claims that the president is particularly furious with Giuliani because it appears that special counsel Robert Mueller's probe appears to be turning against its attention to Donald Trump Jr. Right. who set up the infamous Trump Tower meetings with uh, Russian government officials to get dirt on than rival Hillary Clinton.
0: Yeah, so that that whole thing is they thought they were protected by going, well, you know what, it was a it was a meeting, but you know what, we didn't actually commit a crime. Well, buddy, conspiracy to commit crime is still like attempted murder. Uh, as I've been listening a lot to this podcast called Muller She Wrote, which is great. They're far better researched. If you get a chance, go to go to iTunes, look up Muller She Wrote. But they also bring up the good point that like, yeah, conspiracy to commit a crime is still a crime. Like attempted murder is still attempted murder. You still go to jail for it. Oh,
1: speaking of murder, um, do you want to hear about how Trump is killing thousands of Americans and threatens to kill thousands more? Uh, yes. So uh, the Trump EPA wants to change emission rules in the Clean Power Plan, uh, resulting in, by their own admission, the premature deaths of 1,400 Americans per year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that goes back to their whole, uh, if you look at the op-ed piece about, like, historic deregulation. Yeah, 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 it's effective deregulation and that the companies save a buck, but you're going back to turning the environment to shit. So I guess you've got to talk about your definition of effective.
1: Uh, so the next regulation and threatening of lives news is, uh, remember net neutrality? Oh, yeah, is that remember- still dead? Remember how it was supposed to be good that it wasn't being forced on ISPs anymore? Yeah. Well, um, Verizon spent days monumentally fucking over local firefighters in California because they weren't paying for a fancy enough data plan. And despite earlier uh, assurances from Verizon, they wouldn't have their data throttled, had their data speeds throttled hard, yep, and then refused to address the issue until the fire department upgraded to a plan more than double what they were paying earlier. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's that's that kind of stuff is insane. Like, they're putting out a wildfire. They're a public entity. Like, that's why I think that like I don't know, man. Like, we need net neutrality back. Like, we need and we uh, certain. I think certain things, certain utilities that are for the common welfare, should not be privatized. You know. Um, that's why oh. the, the internet should stay open and free and unthrottled. That's
1: oh my God.
0: I, I don't. I don't get it
1: either, Plank. So yeah, that's um. So yeah, that's uh Trump threatening to kill thousands and possibly killing thousands more.
0: Well, uh, I guess that's our show. It was a really big show.
1: It was a really big show. We do have um, even more. Uh, Giuliani and other news, Pelosi news. But all that can be saved till next week. Tune and in next uh, week to
0: find out what Rudy Giuliani has done. And also, if you're listening, do me a favor. Uh, write an op-ed piece to the New York Times. See how many we can just get them to publish by going, uh, yeah, I'm inside the Trump White House. Um, yeah, see if we can make it collapse.
1: Yeah. They, they've actually tried to do that before. There was this one thing called Operation i can't remember right now but it's like a this one guy who keeps trying to publish fake news at and getting different people to publish fake news just so he can be like aha it's fake gotcha like he posed um alex, as a roy moore rape victim i was gonna stuff say like alex that, jones right? <laughs> no like uh, someone someone was doing this and he fooled nobody because all these um places that trump saw like, it's fake news they have shoddy practices <laughs> they don't have shoddy practices they actually do follow standards they have multiple sources for everything they look into everything and just because something fits their established narrative does not mean that they'll just believe it's true and publish it because they actually have you know standards that they stand that they hold up yeah
0: yeah, unlike trump there's a thing and there's a thing in journalism to where you have to verify stuff it's kind of like even in war zones where they were reporting from war zones they were running into problems where like They would hear something, but I think there's a a rule of thumb that you have to have it verified by, like, two or three other people before you report it as news. Yeah. So, there you go. Oh, and very quickly, what I was going to say last
1: time, because this is, like, how I ended the last podcast, and um, we said, okay, well, we'll do it next time. Well, we almost forgot it this time. I just saw it at, like, the tail end of my notes. What I was going to say, but then, like, forgot what I was going to say, but then remembered later is uh, about Hillary Clinton and Hillary's basket of deplorables comment okay uh, do you remember how during the campaign trail that was like the big thing they were saying it's hillary's forty seven percent moment right which to explain that for viewers that haven't watched politics as long as we have whenever Obama was running against Mitt Romney Mitt Romney fe- was a secret tape of him talking to um People came out where he was saying 47% of Americans are hopeless we're not trying to get them to vote for us and then that was used to um, destroy most of his um, campaign not that he wasn't a terrible person or that he went on on
0: Telemundo in (laughs) brownface if you (laughs) remember he went on Spanish language broadcasting uh, but he put on really dark face makeup that made him look like he was in brownface and everyone goes is Mitt Romney in brownface right now
1: Yeah, that that was a lot of things with him. But, okay, with Hillary Clinton, it seemed to be that she was having her own 47% moment whenever she said basket of deplorables. And, you know, a lot of the times I just let this slide because so much dirt has been slung at Hillary Clinton that it's not even worth the effort to clarify it, especially because now that she's completely irrelevant, right? But at the same time, I really have to, like, stop and say, you realize that all that shit that people said about Hillary Clinton was complete bullshit, right? Like, she had nothing to do with Benghazi. 11, 11 investigations into Benghazi by Republicans, by the way. It wasn't even Democrats investigating. their own It was Republicans, biased people who wanted to take her down, including, uh, what was it, Nunes was one of them? Probably. And they all found nothing, right? So clearly nothing happened there at all. That was just, that was an actual witch hunt. Well, with the basket of deplorables, that's also just the these people that's also just the right slinging mud at her it's fictitious basket of deplorables was not her insulting Trump's voters she was very specifically talking about how he's supported by leaders of the KKK and the American neo-nazi party and lots of other truly deplorable individuals yeah. She she was specifically referring to all these people, and she was like, and he's supported by all these terrible people. It almost feels like half the people that support him are what I call a basket of deplorables, or in a basket of deplorables. So Fox News got that one soundbite of her saying basket of deplorables and pretended like it's what she said about all of them, are you trying, and they just
0: ran with it and ran with it. Are you it and trying to tell them. us that Fox News is not a reliable news source? I'm saying that people's –
1: one of people's main criticisms of Hillary Clinton, fictitious all along. Fox like, News never, – Never forget <laughs> Hillary Clinton would have been an amazing president right now. We, we would not be putting up with any of that. Well, News. not as
0: much as this should. Fox News that recently just came out and said that George W. Bush is a radical uh, leftist.
1: Did we say that on the air or was that – No, uh, that was pre-show. Pre- sure, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fox yeah, News yeah, yeah, can't Fo- George, George Bush, radical leftist.
1: Yeah, eight – the person that ten years ago, me and Peter were freaking out, going, "We're never gonna have a president as bad as W again." It seems like every month something awful happens.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. Those were the days. Don't count your chickens, folks.
1: Why wouldn't I count my chickens, Eddie? <laughs>